Hey, it's Shanna, and this is the At Home Tarot Podcast, where we're building a home within ourselves, one daily spiritual practice at a time. Good morning, and welcome into today's tarot reading. I am sitting here early morning and just enjoying the silence and the darkness around me, uh, candlelit cards ready. So welcome. I kind of wish you were here. It's kind of a beautiful atmosphere here this morning. And um, there's just something different, you know, about having someone in person and, and reading cards and you know, with everything going on, I, I find myself thinking of uh, times with friends over cards. And really the last time that stood out as a very um, potent type of experience was um, sitting with two of my women friends in an Airbnb in, in Northern Alberta. And um, just finding ourselves in the cards presented and sharing. And, you know, I've pulled cards with people since then, with my partner, with other friends, but there is just something about sitting in the dark, pulling a couple cards, sitting over a candle and, you know, talking through your cards or even having others reflect to you what's in the cards. Um, I don't know why it's coming back to me, but it is. And um, I always think tarot is a very neutral table and mediator to um, talk things through, especially if you allow the other person to read your cards for you. Um, there's something beautiful in them sitting with the book and reading things out and maybe pinpointing things you didn't see. Um, and then the other person being sparked by that sharing, you know, being initiated by the cards. It's, it's a beautiful process. So if you haven't done it, maybe this is just me going, Hey, the end of October is coming near. You might not be of Celtic ancestry. <laughs> Most likely, I'm sure not everyone is listening. But the end of October is a natural ending of the year um, for the Celts and the Celtic tradition. And while that may not be your ancestry, you may feel something about winter being the beginning of the year. Um, and autumn being the end. And I especially think of women, maybe because of our cycles, you know, because we um, start day one of our cycle in the winter season for a week, you know, where we're, we're tending and we might be in bed more, we might be resting more. And that slowly turns to spring for a week. I mean, we don't know exactly how many days each time each season is going to be, you know, women are such, um, cyclical creatures. Um, and learning to let ourselves be is, is, is big medicine. 
you know, and then we move into summer where we have high energy and then we start down into autumn where all of that energy and all of that joy and, you know, all of that oomph and that play is shedding and we're getting more serious. We're getting more intense and we're feeling more. We want to shake things off um, because we know that the hibernation is coming, you know, and it's a fiery season. You know, I always warn my partner, it's the week before I'm in autumn, like, you know, I may, may find myself having more emotions out loud than usual. Um, so, you know, it's, it's kind of like fall, you know, we're invited to be intense and be vibrant. Um, and that doesn't always mean joyfully. So, right. We're moving towards the, um, the end of seasons, the ends of cycles, that death and rebirth. So thinking about that today and might be a good time to gather a woman or two, maybe even ones that you can reach out and touch and um, do some cards, maybe even on Halloween or close to it. Um, it. It's just, it's so connecting. It really is. Or maybe you want to do it with your partner. Maybe. Or someone you're dating is a fun Halloween experience. So I used to love hosting people on Halloween. I'd have them over. And I think I'm going to try to do that again this year. So, all right. (laughs) That is a little bit of a check-in on what's on my mind. One more small um, share before I tell you about today's cards and how we can come back to ourselves today energetically. And that is that I've been getting slowly some people reaching out about Commune, which is my seven-month mentorship program for the codependently inclined to draw closer to spirit, to themselves, and to others that they love in just a more sensitive and um healthy manner really and uh just navigate that together in group mentorship um and so i i have a possible two seeds taken and so that will leave five left so there's a cap of seven people that's it that's all i'm taking it's going to be a very tight-knit group uh, we want trust there. We want privacy there. Um, and we really want people who've had this experience of codependence and are turning corners in their life or know they're on the precipice of doing so or coming out the other side of a, a huge codependent turn in their life. And they just want a place to let all that land. Um, and um, so if if you have been feeling curious as I share once again, just go take a read through the sales page. Um, can never encompass everything, but you can read that through. Um, and if you're interested, not if you're sure, but if you are interested, fill out the application at the bottom and then you and I hop on a call. And that's really beautiful because 
You don't have to say yes. You just get to come in, ask questions. We can talk about where you're at and see if this is right for you um, and see if my style is correct for you as well. So just wanted to offer that up. We still have a few months. Uh, It starts in January, 2023. However, like I said, there's only so many seats. Once they're full, they're full. There's a huge discount on right now. And as well, as soon as you sign up, you get a free um, hour of support and mentorship from me for every month you sign up before the program starts. So if you sign up in October, um, that would be quite quickly. Let's say if you, you sign up the last day or two of October, um, beginning of November, you would get to start your private mentorship with me for an hour in November and an hour in December. So, um, that is on right now as well. Uh, that will be closing up, uh, that particular bonus closes up on the 15th of December because I will not have space to do a lot of one-on-one private calls and mentor mentoring spaces, um, through the holidays. You know, I'll have time for some of the people that sign up throughout December, um, but not anybody. So that particular bonus is closing. I haven't quite decided, but probably around the 15th, um, exact day pending and the discount to be a, a first initiate, um, to, to sign up, um, that discount ends on December 31st. So if you sign up in January, if there's still room, um, it's no longer discounted that seven, $800. So thank you. I really encourage you to listen to your intuition on this one. Um, it feels like it's already going to be a really thoughtful and honest and, um, like a bomb, you know, for ourselves that are forcing, forcing relationships. So, um, if you're at a turning point, whether it's in your relationship or in you, I hope you'll join us or consider joining us. All right, let's get into the cards today. So self abandonment, where might we be getting a little caught in self abandonment today? We have the page of swords. Page of Swords, again, being the air sign, being the air energy. This card um, is lovingly called, I have my book out again, The Princess of the Rushing Winds, The Lotus of the Palace of Air. She is uh, earth and air energy um, and the season of spring season of spring. So that's our self-abandon, somebody who is standing at the ready with their sword in the air. And then our self-returning card is the Ace of Pentacles. Ace of Pentacles. And this card um, is called the Root of the Powers of the Earth. Isn't that powerful? The Roots of the Powers of the Earth. Loving that. So when I was looking at these cards and 
You know, I was reading this book and um, sussing out maybe what the what the relationship was between these two cards and and how that might all play out today. You know, um, it really felt like we are still trying to still trying to figure things out mentally mentally and uh, I wanted to read to you just a little bit of the general uh, reading of this card here from this book Um, this again is called complete book of the Rider Waite Smith tarot just getting it comfortable on my lap it's quite a large book here we go the page of swords the youth of air is a curious spirit air is the element of the mind and she is gifted with a wild intelligence she carries a supreme willingness to experiment and play she's dedicated to finding the truth lying at the heart of any situation No tool is off limits as she pursues her goal. The Page of Swords displays logic above all other qualities and relies only on her own cunning and instincts. She never takes others at their word, though, until she can uncover the truth for herself. The Page of Swords is a gifted writer who records experiences and keeps concise records. She's meticulous in all areas, the ultimate sleuth. She allows new ideas to take hold, and she will follow them through to the rightful conclusion. Her intense curiosity regarding life and human nature keeps her passionately engaged in solving puzzles and figuring out one mystery after another. She is the Nancy Drew archetype of the deck, and she shows up when you find yourself reading between the lines and searching your psyche or another's. And so I was thinking about this card and the ace of pentacles, you know, to move from our mind into our body is one message today because the page is an undefined thoughts. When we think about the page, there is that intense curiosity, so much goodness in that description. But when it is in self-abandoned, it is about the fear of having these unknowns in our realm and not being able to logically get to the bottom of it. You recall it said they're reading between the lines. They keep records, right? And so there's so much here about looking at the people in our life, looking at our partner, looking at someone we're dating or friends with or our family members And being afraid of not knowing anything. Take your pick, not knowing what to you. What brings up that fear that you don't have the answers? 
there's a few little things here. The first one is exactly that, not being able to figure someone out or what's going to happen with a particular person. That we can't mentally wrap our mind around that and it becomes a fearful thing. We might find ourselves trying to research answers that might, you know, give us more knowledge, but it will never actually tell us what will happen. And the other part of this is the record keeping. You know, so much in our codependence, we're transactional. And so if this person is great at recording what happens in life in their own head, then when they're in self-abandonment mode, they are putting that into a scorecard. And we are going, well, I have done this, 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 and this. And they have done that, that, and that. Or they have not done this, this, and this. And adding them up, right? Adding them up to try to, again, solve what is unsolvable. You know, we, we want to look at relationships when we are in fear of the unknown as a transaction, it gives us something to hold onto in terms of whether we should be or should not be together. You know, that is something in my own life that I used to do and to learn to feel the correctness and experience the correctness or the incorrectness is it it's not difficult work but it it takes time and self-patience and it takes serenity daily practice of serenity you know because when we're not serene we're we're reactive and when we are serene, we can start to feel and experience what our life is requiring. You know, my life showed me that it was a requirement, a requirement to break things off with my current partner at a certain point. And I did. In that moment, that is what was required of me. Now, if I had been obsessed with figuring him out, which thankfully I had not been. I was accepting the reality of him. I was getting sadder and sadder. um, And I was accepting the reality of us. And then a moment came and I was, it, it felt spiritual because it's just a requirement. You feel it. It's an experience you have. It's not something you can figure out through record keeping. And uh, I was able to do what was required and trust that if my life was requiring it, it was the correct decision. Um, instead of being in my head wondering if I'm making the right choice. You know, life kind of made that choice for me. I just had to accept it and take action on it and step into it. 
in that way, as a codependent, at least, I was able to actually be full of power while at the same time understanding the limitations of my power, which we don't often do as codependents. We, we either feel completely powerless over everything going on, or we try to take all the power and do it all ourselves and put all that weight on us and our mind to figure out how to do everything and to get ourselves through everything. There's this middle ground that includes spirit, includes acceptance. And I think today with this page of swords, you know, we, we have this possibility for us that if we have been scorekeeping, if we have been trying to dig deep and figure the unknowable out, if we have been trying to think and figure out our way or learn our way through this and it and life is literally showing you that this is not working for your sense of sanity and peace how can you accept that today right everything we've done with our mind has got us here Maybe it hasn't caused every circumstance in your life. We don't have that much power. You know, I don't think we manifest terrible things. But our mind has got us to where we are internally. Our learning has got us to where we are internally. How we are experiencing this. How we're getting through it. And are we getting through it with a ton of fear? And a ton of figuring out. And a ton of being in our heads. And uh, scorekeeping it. And trying to get to the bottom of things. And still finding that that hasn't made a difference in how we feel and experience what's going on with us in our love life. Or us in our life in general. Or, you know, between us and a partner or a person. And you might go, how does this connect with Ace of Pentacles? And let's move into that for self-returning. And I'll read just a touch from the book here. Um, If I can find it. There's a lot actually here. Um, Let's see. I really just had, I should have really marked it. uh, Because it's quite a dense book sometimes. Um, okay, so just for context, the Ace of Pentacles and the Rider Waite Smith is a garden that has kind of a vine uh, fence with um, sort of an opening, uh, like a doorway, a gate out and a trail out to what looks like mountains behind and there's a hand coming out of a cloud in the sky that is offering a pentacle. Um, it says that the pentacle is the shape of the earth, the shape of the sun, the center of our solar system, the shape of our planet and our moon. It's the shape of human eyes. It's the shape of coins, which is human currency in the original suit in older tarot decks, um, was 
you know, the gold coins, is the shape of human molecules. This reminds us when we study something small, we're also examining something quite large. Pentacles are the building blocks of life and all things in the material world. So that little piece I wanted to read because it reminds me of the Page of Swords who wants to figure everything out. But if we can just be with our own smallness, if we can be with the small little things that are happening, in that way, we're also living with what's larger, right? There's this huge pentacle in the sky, but just this little garden with these little flowers. And it's about tending to our daily life and the little daily things and the small things in us and trusting that the larger things are just a reflection of what's below, right? What's small. It also says a gate leads out from the garden and into the world at large. The gate is covered with ivy and flowers. It is the threshold and passage of one plane of reality into another. The safety of the garden is left behind in lieu of adventure and the thrill of the open road. It is the true gate I got a term page, the true gate of manifestation, a path upon which all things are possible. What begins as a thought in the mind becomes a real, becomes real in the material world. An idea comes to fruition. A path is revealed and a possibility is encouraged. So there is this opportunity again to see what we've been tending, tending to those small things, tending maybe even to our mind and the possibility that we could in fact change planes. And I don't mean that in any kind of metaphysical way. Um, I don't mean that literally. I just mean that we can shift the experience we're having of our real life and that sometimes we have to trust in the cyclical nature of seasons trust in the endings and the beginnings so ace of pentacles is a trusting card it is a courage card and it is a manifestation card because when we decide or it is required or shown to us, right? Shown to us that ace of pentacles in the sky, that there's something bigger in our material world. There's something bigger going on in our life, going on in our body, going on around what we have, what our life looks like. And to do what is required of us when we are shown it. And so all the things that, you know, we kind of talked about with Page of Swords is here as a way to remind us that when it comes to our love life, our person, somebody, our relationships, the way we relate, there comes a time when we have to leave what we have been tending because something else is out there. And see the page of swords 
She wanted to get to the bottom of what was out there without leaving the garden. She wanted to research. She wanted to learn. You know, she was curious. She kept her records, you know. But she is all mind and no body. All mind and no body. And so she will not leap forward. She will hold back. There's a lot of the mind kind of holding you back and holding your action back in in the page of, of swords. And the Ace of Pentacles is spirit intervening and showing us there's something else. You know, and again, that idea of this is just required. It doesn't take any of my thoughts. I was talking to somebody interested in commune and we were discussing the idea that, um, oh, it just flew right out of my head. Um, oh, we were discussing the idea that we're adults. We know what to do. Right. And so I was telling her a story of, of, um, my move and how there was flooding and highways closed. And I had been up all night researching and searching again, all of the things that were going on, because I was going to have to drive through that area the next day. And, you know, will the roads be closed? And I was trying to research and and get to the bottom of how I was going to figure this out. Finally, I went to bed because I was exhausted and it was late. And when I woke up in the morning, I was just like, okay, I'm an adult. I am an adult. I don't have to figure this out. You know, if I hit a roadblock, I'll do what they tell me to do. If I hit a roadblock, I'll decide in that moment, am I going to turn around? Am I going to reroute? Like I am so intelligent and smart and an adult. It doesn't actually take a lot of intellect and research for me to make that decision in the moment. I'm going to just make the best decision I can in that moment. But we, we downgrade ourselves to the intellect of children. And, and if you're listening to this, chances are you are not a child, right? It's so simple. I get to a roadblock. What do, do I want to turn around? Do I want to reroute? I would choose that in the moment. No amount of staying up for four hours on my phone, checking weather stations and road reports would prepare me for that decision. Because by then things would have changed anyways, conditions would have changed. And so this is the page of swords. Page of swords is in its, its abandonment of self, right? Because we're not centered. That's what I mean by we're abandoning. We're, we're out of our center. That was me staying up for till 1230 in the morning when I had to drive the next day. And the Ace of Pentacles was, just get on the road. You'll be shown what to do. You can handle this. You know, just trust, just do the next required thing, you know, and life shows you what's required next. Spirit shows you what's required next. Nature, nature will show you what's required next. Everything that happens in life is reflected in nature in some way or form somewhere. And so I think today, if I was to put it in very practical terms for you to 
to kind of close this out, it'd be to stop researching what you should do next. Stop trying to figure this out with your mind. Figure them out with your mind. Figure out whether you should stay or go with your mind. Figure out whether you should take that job or not with your mind. All of those things. Anything that's plaguing you. Stop using your mind today. And instead, understand that when something is required of you, you're an adult and you get to choose to to follow through. You know, in the moment, it's required of you. The thing is, if we're thinking about whether we should move or exit a relationship or go to a next phase in the relationship, it will not be a decision made in our head. It will be felt. It will be experienced as a choice. And if we slow down enough, right, we're in that garden in the Ace of Pentacles, you can take a breath there. You can slow down there. You can center there. You can take a look around. If we do that in our life today, I wonder what our life will show us is required. What is required? Right? And then really trust your adult self to make that choice when it is right there in front of you. Um, I love telling the story. Not, I don't love it. Um, but I tell the story often about, you know, um, waking up one day, going to work, and I'm at work and I'm like, I'm done with the guy I'm with. This was in my 20s. We've been together seven years. And I went home and I told them. In that moment, I knew this is required today. And I, I, and I chose it and I followed through and I took action. And it all seemed to go by in a blur. I just completely accepted and surrendered to my reality that day. And my reality was like, you can't be with this person. And it was as simple as that, even though obviously the emotional side of that, the material side of that, um, is about the ending of cycles. And that's what the ace is too. I know it's a beginning, but you also have to leave the garden. So it's also allowing natural cycles to end for some of you, natural cycles to begin, right? Just depends on your life circumstance right now. So that is what I have for you today. Thank you so much for joining me. If you'd like to talk more about this, shoot me a message on Instagram, uh, voice memo, um, at Jenna Dale is the best place to find me. Really haven't kept up with the at-home tarot account. I'm not sure we need it, uh, to be honest, because I'm not worried about really growing this podcast to millions through Instagram. Just whoever shows up here. I trust is here for a reason. So, um, shoot me a message. And again, these are, I don't say all things that will show up in commune, but these are the type of things that may show up in that space with the people we have as we kind of navigate some of the themes and hold space for people to turn a corner with their codependence over seven months. So if, 
anything I ever talk about here feels resonant to you around codependence and relationships, please go check it out. I urge you, if you're ready, it's there and I want to talk to you. So I'll leave it at that. Have a wonderful day. I care about you. I'll see you again tomorrow. Bye now. Thank you for joining me at home for our daily practice today. If you'd like deeper insight into your current energy, head over to jennetdale.com slash insight messages to order a personalized reading from me and be sure to hit subscribe wherever you're listening so you can join me again tomorrow. See you then. Thank you.